What's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a good morning so far. This is the State of the Saints podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about week 17. We're going to go ahead and put week 17 in the books and we're going to give our final thoughts. And we're also going to get you prepared for the playoffs. Now, we're not going to be talking uh, so so much about the playoffs right now. Uh, we are going to kind of just get into it just a tad bit, just a tad bit, all right? And then we're going to get you geared up uh, throughout the week, and we're going to do something a little bit different here on the State of the Saints podcast this week. Uh, not only will you hear about the New Orleans Saints, but we'll be talking about the other teams, the other games as well, and I feel like that's only right, especially uh, since we're talking about the postseason and the regular season is in the books. But nevertheless, thank you so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, waking up with your boy. And uh, right now I'm just going to give my final thoughts about week 17, and then I'll answer some of your questions that you may have. Uh, first off, in week 17, uh, the Saints did what they needed to do in week 17 against the Carolina Panthers. They beat them 33-7. to And no, I'm not trying to throw salt into the wounds of the Carolina Panthers fan base. That's not what I'm here for. Uh, unlike some of the other fan bases around the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers fan base is a little bit more tolerable uh, than some of the other teams in the NFC South. So I'm not going to throw salt in the wounds. I mean, it's, it's pretty clear that the Saints were just uh, leaps and bounds better than the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, Panthers are still trying to figure it out. And it seems like right now the Saints are clicking on all cylinders. And this is what you're supposed to do. I mean, it, when you're uh, superior to another team you're supposed to beat them and you're supposed to beat them decisively especially uh going into the postseason where you're supposed to be playing uh your best football uh i hate to say it, who that nation am i impressed by the win yes um when you when it comes to uh them uh putting some of these newer guys out there guys coming off the practice squad coming in uh guys filling in for other guys yes i am impressed but uh i hate to say it but i've seen this movie before uh, if I can go ahead and rewind uh, back to week 17 of 2019, uh, the Saints beat the Carolina Panthers by a score of 42 to 10. We were all excited going into the postseason as Saints fans, and uh, the Saints went up against the Minnesota Vikings. So for those that are saying, like, you know, is this, did this game prove that the Saints are ready for the postseason? I would have to say no, uh, because I've seen this before. But I am happy that the Saints got the job done. And it's, it's almost kind of eerie the way that the stat line uh, lined up, right? <laughs> if you if you look at 2019, I think Drew Brees was 19 of 30, and he had like 200 yards, 200-plus yards and three touchdowns. If you look at the game <laughs> on Sunday, he was like uh, 20 of 32, and he had three touchdowns in that game, and he had 200 yards. Uh, Ty Montgomery had 18 carries. I think Latavius Murray had 17. It is it, is extremely eerie. But the good thing about all of this is uh, the Saints are going to have some guys coming back. Okay, Michael Thomas is going to be in the game. Uh, you are probably also going to have De Deontay Harris. You're going to have Patrick Robinson. So you're going to have guys coming back to the team uh, that that are going to be very very important. Alvin Kamara, there's a strong possibility that he's going to play. You know that uh, Latavius Murray, Dwayne Washington, Mike Burton, all those guys are going to be back for the game. So that that's really key. Uh, so I'm, I'm very happy about that. Uh, unlike last year, you had 
uh, Michael Thomas, who had a magical season. He had 149 receptions. But I think at the end, uh, towards the end of the season, he actually broke his hand. So right now, uh, Michael Thomas missed uh, has missed a substantial amount of games. So right now, he should be almost uh, you know close to 100% and should be ready to rock and roll. And I think the chemistry between he and Drew Brees, I think that that's always going to be there. I don't think that there's something that's just going to fall off. And I, I like the fact that, you know, Emmanuel Sanders and Drew Brees uh, seem like they're on the same page. And also Marquez Calloway, man, a guy that you know that can step up, a guy that can possibly be a number two receiver down the line, but he is a above average uh, number three receiver. I think you can say that right now. Adel Troutman, a guy that, that started off a little bit rough, uh, has been uh, emerging. And as you can see, you know, we've been seeing more Adam Troutman and a little bit less of Josh Hill. And also we have uh, Jared Cook, right? Jared Cook is a guy, you know, I can't say one thing about Jared Cook. He's he going to score some touchdowns, okay? He's going to score some touchdowns. He may not, you know, catch a whole bunch of passes or anything like that. But when you need a play down in the red zone, you can count on Jared Cook to come down with the football. So what have I learned uh, from this game week 17? I just learned that the New Orleans Saints are, uh, are geared up for another postseason run. But I, I don't put too much stock into them winning this game over the Carolina Panthers because, once again, I've seen this before. So I'm going to go ahead right now, open up the floor to you all, answer some of your questions, and also read some of your comments. And once again, thank you all for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast this morning. Uh, we're going to start with Texas Saint. Says, what up, TJ? I'm really liking Marquez Callaway, looking like a solid receiver. Yeah, and the thing about it is, Texas, is he, he gets better every single time you see him on the field. And, you know, the thing about it is, when guys start to get more reps, more opportunities, you you, you see two things, right? Rather you see a decline or, you know what I'm saying, like, or, or you see a guy emerging in confidence. Like, you look at Marquez Callaway, like, you see him, like, pregame, he's celebrating and coming up with this little funny dance with Drew Brees. You can tell Drew Brees really likes the kid. Emmanuel Sanders rants and raves about him, talks about how, how he just loves him and how smart he is and how he wants to learn. So that's all you want to hear uh, from a young receiver is, is him learning and trying to become a better uh, version of himself. So uh, Marcus Callaway, I'm really excited about him. Um, as long as he stays healthy, I think the sky's the limit for him. Uh, I like the way that he uh, plays the game and he's a smart football player. So hopefully we can get some production out of him in the postseason. Uh, Jack CB3 says, I do believe the media feels the same way you do, TJ. They believe the Saints will flop in the playoffs, which is uh, why they never talk about us. Uh, well, let me let me let me just make this clear, Jack. I'm not saying that the Saints are going to flop in the playoffs. I, I, I don't want to say that. I'm not saying that the Saints going to flop in the playoffs. But I, I do uh, believe that the reason why they don't just uh, completely invest in the Saints is because they feel like the Saints are going to fail. You know what I'm saying? That part I do believe. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it, it's almost like you know something is good, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, it, it's like ice cream, right? You know ice cream is good, but you know, you know what I'm saying, too much ice cream going to get you fat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it's, it's something like that, right? You know that the Saints are good, but you don't want to invest your know, wholeheartedly into them because – there's a strong possibility that something might happen and you might end up looking bad. And we all know that the media, they, they want to uh, hang their hat on always being right. 
They want to be the credible source that you go to. They want to be the go-to uh, prognosticator. Uh, that's what they do, man. So they try to hang their hat on a short thing, a thing that they can always count on. That's why they always leaning on people like Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. They they always can count on those guys to give you stellar quarterback play, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm not so much uh, believing that the Saints are going to flop, but I do feel like uh, the media feels that way. And that's the reason why the Saints don't really get that much attention because they're like, yeah, but when it comes to the postseason, they're going to do what they always do. That's that's the way they that's the way it looking. And, and you would think that the New Orleans Saints like just lose every playoff game or something like that. Like they don't lose playoff games all the time. Like you have to go back. I, I want to say maybe 2000. I want to say 2009. No, not 2009. Maybe like 2010 or something like that when they actually was a one and done. I think they lost to the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. But besides that, the Saints win games in the playoffs. You know, they they beat the Philadelphia Eagles to play an NFC championship game, right? Uh, you know, they beat the Carolina Panthers, Panthers to play Minnesota. So it's not like the Saints can't win in a playoff, right? But that's the narrative that they're trying to uh, carry out, which I don't understand. I, I really don't. I don't get that. Uh, Jerry says, morning, who that's what's going on, Jerry? Uh, Fat Boy 27 said, who that nation? King Arthur says, TJ was out and homie. Uh, I really hope we don't uh, come out flat and end up down 17 to three. Though we have a great offense, I hate when we play from behind, uh, throw our game plan off. Yeah, that's true. The Saints play better when they start fast. And that's one of the reasons why I'm glad for the last couple of weeks they've been starting fast. Uh, game versus the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they, they came out, they scored right on the first drive. Same thing with the Carolina Panthers. So, I would expect for them to uh, do the same thing against the Chicago Bears. Look, I, I mean, this week, I'm going to be honest with you, who that nation, everything that you're hearing, uh, I really don't know what the media is, is saying right now. And I don't I don't want to hear it because what I'm hearing right now is something that I don't want to be a prisoner of. And I'm a little bit superstitious when it comes to the team. I'm hearing a whole bunch of people talking about how the Chicago Bears don't have a chance. Nah, bro, I, I ain't got no time for that, man. I, I don't even want to put that into my mind because I feel like if you put that into the back of your subconscious, then you're like, oh, man, we about to win. Like, nah, bro, I ain't trying to listen to none of that short thing stuff. There's nothing in this life that's a short thing. You know what I'm saying? There's there's nothing in this life that's just a short thing. You know, like, so I ain't even trying to buy that. I ain't, I ain't really listening to what they talking about. So a lot of the stuff that y'all going to hear is, is going to be me and most of the stuff that <laughs> and most of the stuff that is probably going to be delivered by you all when it comes to the media, man, because I, I don't want to I don't want to hear that, man. I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to I don't want to hear nothing about how the Saints just going to dominate this game. Look, Chicago is a very formidable opponent. Uh, eight and eight don't mean absolutely nothing. Uh, we've seen the Saints lose to a seven and nine Seattle Seahawks team in the past. Uh, not that I'm saying that the Saints don't have a strong possibility of winning. I really do. But I am not going to sit up here and just be like, oh, man, we just going to blow them out. I don't feel that way. Uh, Kim says, I'm confident in this team. We are not even fully healthy. People seem to forget this. Man, we got to stop living in the past, uh, living a moment. We can't uh, keep saying what happened in the past, man, just play ball for the moment. I hope this team can have a different outcome. Well, I put it like this, Kim. Uh, 
they say that people that, that tend to forget about their past is doomed to repeat it. So, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it, it's hard to do. Like, it's hard to do, man. I, can, I can't do that. I, I can't do that in no aspect of my life. You know, if, if I did that, then y'all probably wouldn't be talk, be listening to me today. Y'all wouldn't be you know, having a conversation with me right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the way that it is. Like, I, I have to remember my past. You know what I'm saying? It makes me a better person. If I didn't remember my past, probably wouldn't be married, probably wouldn't be as consistent when it comes to doing these podcasts. And that's just the way that I live my life. I have no choice but to think about some of the things that happened with the New Orleans Saints. I mean, it, it, it's heartbreaking. It has been it has been heartbreaking being a Saints fan in the postseason over the last three years. And it's hard not to think about those things. But like you said, it, it, Kim, it, it's, it's about being optimistic. And I am optimistic. I think the Saints will win this football game. You know, but I'm not going to sit up here and just walk around my chest out like, man, we got this thing in the bag because any team can be any team on any given Sunday. Like, honestly, did you really believe that the Philadelphia Eagles were going to beat the Saints? Like, seriously, like I didn't. I mean, I went on a Philadelphia Eagles affiliate, you know, to talk about that game. And I don't think I was one of the games I was so confident in and the Saints end up losing. It was, it was, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like we, I mean, you got to think about those possibilities. Do I think the Saints are going to lose? No. But do I think that the Bears can beat the Saints? Yes, I do. Uh, Marquez runs route so smooth to be a rookie. Man, uh, quite impressive for an undrafted rookie. And Mike, that goes to show you how deep this draft class was. I mean, this was a really good draft class for the wide receiver position. I mean, we seeing uh, Chase Claypool out there. Uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, we said Justin Jefferson out there in Minnesota. Uh, we're saying um, Brandon Ayuk out there in, in San Francisco. So, I mean, this has been a really deep draft. I mean, and then you have a couple guys who I'm looking forward to seeing probably next year, like guys like Gandy Golden uh, that's out there in, in Washington and uh, maybe uh, Jalen Rager, you know what I'm saying, once he gets his uh, injury situation straight, C.D. Lamb um, out there in Dallas. I mean, so th this was a deep draft. So it, it, it was – it wasn't hard to believe that they were going to have some really good wide receivers that were going to be undrafted uh, free agents. And uh, I'm just glad that we got one of the best in Marquez Callaway, who I feel like the sky's the limit for this kid, no doubt. Uh, Todd Montgomery finally got a full body of work this season. Uh, who that, who that, who that? Well, he'd been dealing with injuries uh, throughout the year. Uh, you know, he was, he'll get healthy and then he'll get nicked up again. So I think that had a lot to do with the fact that we haven't seen him uh, when he does play in the game. He does do one or two things really well. Like I think they had him on special teams a couple weeks ago and he had like a really good game and uh, you know, him catching a ball out of the backfield and catching the ball as a slot receiver. I mean, he, he does a really good job. He's a smart guy. I mean, he went, he went to Stanford for God's sake. So <laughs> you can't be, you can't be no dummy going to Stanford uh, unless you're a trust fund. Uh, <laughs> just watched last night TJ on the final play uh, shows the last time the Saints had five interceptions was in 1991 against the Cardinals damn I was 10 man time flies well yeah that's what you want to see man that, that's what you want to see guys producing you know and and I, I talk about how deep this team is the fact that you can go get guys off the practice squad like uh, Grant Haley and Ken Crawley and 
those guys can still do a little something out there. So it's always good to know that you got depth because you never know where a guy can go down. And the Saints are really living by that next man up mentality, which I, I can really appreciate as a fan. Uh, this time, the Saints won't take the Bears for granted. Uh, well, I don't think the Saints took the Bears for granted the last time they played them. I just think they was kind of shorthanded. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders played in that game. I don't think Michael Thomas played in that game. I don't – yeah, I, I mean, they were missing some weapons, man. I think the only person really was out there uh, was Alvin Kamara. So – and then also you got to take into account this is a different team. I'm talking about on both sides. Uh, Carson uh, – Carson Wentz. <laughs> uh, you know, Mitchell Trubisky wasn't the quarterback. It was it was Nick Foles. Nick Foles uh, was the quarterback in this game, and – you know, him and Matt Nagy was having some issues, you know, about the offense. They really didn't have an identity. Allen Robinson was frustrated. They wasn't really using Devin Montgomery. Uh, Devin Montgomery has emerged. Uh, they've been using him in a running game. And he had a really good game against the Saints last time. I think he had about 83 or 87 yards against the Saints. And Chicago has really been using the running game to set up the play action. They've been putting Mitchell Trubisky on the center, uh, which they haven't been doing. They mostly had him in a shotgun formation so it kind of helps out Mitchell Trubisky and not to mention Mitchell Trubisky can run you know like he's not afraid to uh, run for those extra yards so we got to be very very careful and the Saints tend to uh, have issues when they go up against elite linebackers and when you have people like Roquan Smith and, and Danny Trevathan and Khalil Mack guys that could actually run with running backs and tight ends uh, that that's kind of tough and we know that Drew Brees like to throw those short intermediate passes so when you're going up against some of those linebackers that can run right alongside those tight ends, it can be a little tough. And those guys can't catch those passes, man. They can't catch interceptions. So the Saints got to be really, really careful. And then they got the monster in the middle, Akeem Hicks, a guy that hates the New Orleans Saints. And it goes back to the time when him and Sean Payton was beefing. And you know that he would love to knock the Saints out of the playoffs. I mean, that would be a notch in his belt. I mean, every time the Saints tend to lose in the playoffs, if you go to his Twitter page, he always uh, celebrating and happy about that. So, I mean, what would make him feel any better to knock off the New Orleans Saints and, and send Drew Brees into retirement with a playoff loss? Okay, so uh, there's there's a lot of things that, that was going on. And not to mention, I mean, we got to think about C.D. Deuce and, and Denzel Wims, whatever his name is, Wims or whatever, you know, him, those two fighting, you know, so – there's a there's a lot going on with this with this these two teams, man. This is going to be a different ball game than what we seen last time, no doubt about that. Uh, Kentario, thank you very much for the four ninety nine. Says a healthy Saints team is a dangerous Saints team. That is true, but you know it's all about how they come out. You know how they come out there on the field. You know, but I think that I think the Saints will be ready this time. You know, I don't think if they was to lose this game, it wouldn't be because of uh, production and, and 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 passion because I, I I don't think you can get more passionate uh, than the New Orleans Saints especially since the way that you've been knocked out the last couple of years. Uh, Jack says so. The narrative is that no one will beat the Packers because of the cold and how Aaron Rodgers is so much better than any quarterback in the cold makes me sick to my stomach uh, and the stupidest take ever. Yeah, man. I mean, they just trying to create this narrative about Lambeau Field and. They trying to bring back the mystique and nostalgia and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, teams have beaten. I mean, I can think I can think right off the top of my head. I can remember Colin Kaepernick 
uh, going out there with the 49ers uh, beating Aaron Rodgers uh, and, and the Green Bay Packers. I can remember Eli Manning uh, going out there when the Green Bay Packers were like, what, 15 and one at that time and knocking them out of the playoffs. You know, so it's not like, oh, just Lambeau Field just so hard to play and nobody can play out there. Like, that's just the kind of stuff that they try to create these narratives, like you said, Jack. You know, I mean, these people are trying to sell newspapers. These people are trying to get clicks for these websites. And what better way to do it to try to create a storyline? You know, there ain't no different between, uh, you know, Vince McMahon coming up with something with WWE. You know, I don't care what they say. These guys got to play each other. These two, these teams got to match up against each other. And like I've been saying since the beginning of the show, any team can beat any other team on any given Sunday. Don't matter the record. Don't matter the, the circumstance. That's just a fact. Uh, let's go to Myron. Myron says, facts, everyone talking about Rodgers like they uh, want to have his baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to poo-poo on Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's had a, a spectacular season, you know, and I just think that he's been playing with a chip on his shoulder all season long because of the draft pick Jordan Love, okay? I mean, it's no, it's, it's no secret that the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love in the first round. And they drafted him to be the successor to Aaron Rodgers. So I just think that when he saw that, that kind of made him pick his game up because he was playing a tad bit stagnant uh, over the past couple of years because I guess he just felt like, oh, I'm the franchise and what y'all going to do, get rid of me. But when they drafted Jordan Love in the first round, that kind of opened his eyes. And you can tell in the way that he's playing right now, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, man. That's pretty dangerous, man. Aaron Rodgers is a really good quarterback. Uh, Kent Jackson said Smith uh, may miss game uh, for Bears, uh, got injured Sunday. Uh, what, what Smith? Uh, are you talking about Roquan? Are you talking about Roquan Smith? Okay. Uh, I highly doubt if he's uh, he going to miss that game. It's the playoffs. It, it's the playoffs. I mean, this dude leg, this dude leg or arm or neck have to be hanging off. You know what I'm saying? For him to miss a game like that. I mean, they probably going to shoot that guy up with something. He'll be out there. He might not be at 100%, but he'll be out there. Uh, Jack CB3, thank you very much for the for the $20, man. I really do appreciate that. I, thank you so much, man. Thank you, and uh, thank you for your comments as well. Uh, Glenn says they say Roquan might not play. I, I believe him when I see it. Uh, Kevin says you saw when the Panthers strip sack Drew. Uh, he had grass in his helmet, but I like Drew Brees as a Carolina Panthers fan. Yeah, man. I mean, that that, that made me a little nervous, Kevin. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know, when I seen that, I was like, man, get him out the game, because that was my main concern. My main concern uh, wasn't so much about them carrying the football, uh, whoever they picked as a running back. It was pass protection. Uh, any running back, you know, they kind of struggle uh, with pass protection when they're a new running back to a team or they're a young rookie running back it takes some time for them to uh develop as a, a good pass protector so that was my only issue and carolina i mean it was coming with the zero blitzes you know what I'm saying they were trying to get to drew so i was glad that the offensive line and uh the coaching staff made the adjustments and he was able to stay upright because you don't want to see drew Brees getting hit week 17 dealing with those uh cracked ribs uh, you need him uh to start healing and getting a little bit better as the weeks progress you know, I'm pretty sure he's probably a tad bit sore because, you know, he took a few hits, but you don't want to get him, uh, you know, too banged up going into the playoffs. I mean, we're going to need him 
down the line. Uh, our boys are going to come out fired up. Well, I hope so. You know, I hope they do. All right, if you're not going to get fired up, then what, what is going to motivate you? What is going to motivate you if, if you don't look back and just look at all the disappointments that you've had over the years? If that don't motivate you, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. For the the most most of the guys that are on this team remember all those heart heartbreaking moments. All, you know what I'm saying? Most of the I say maybe about 80% of this team. About 80% of this team remembers all those heartbreaking moments. Okay. I mean, especially like guys like the Lattimores, the the, the, the Marcus Williams, the, the the Patrick Robinsons, the you know what I'm saying, the Mike Thomas, the Drew Brees, the Alvin Kamara. Like these guys remember these moments because they were there. So if this doesn't motivate you to try to get over the hump, you know, to try to play as perfect as you possibly can, close to perfect as you possibly can, I, I don't know what will. You know, we don't. We as a fan base, we don't need nobody half stepping out there. And as as the Saints as a team, they definitely don't need nobody out there half stepping. Like I said on on Sunday, and it made a lot of people upset, but it's the truth, man. I mean, this is it. This is it, man. Like this is Drew Brees' last hurrah. I mean, like I said, those stories that are coming out, to me, they're factual. You know, this is Drew Brees' last opportunity, man. And I'm not saying that the Saints won't make the playoffs after Drew Brees is gone. Don't Like, I still think this team is good enough, and I still think they have a culture that will be able to have those type of leaders that can push those younger guys, you know, and, and be able to make that playoff run. But when it comes to, like, number nine being on the field, this is the last opportunity, man. And, and you want him to go out in a blaze of glory you know like you don't want to be the reason why you know your hall of fame star quarterback uh you know has a he has an asterisk by his name you know what i'm saying when it comes to you know him being a, a all-time great oh because he can't get it done in the playoffs like do your part and also you want to be remembered right like we think about these guys man like think about that super bowl team you can still remember the guys that were on that team right I mean, that that will bind you together. I mean, teams change every single year. There are going to be four or five different guys, you know what I'm saying, that are going to be replaced and, re, you know what I'm saying, are going to be replaced by somebody else on this team. But what binds you together is that Super Bowl run, right? You remember, like, you know, the Anthony Hargroves, right? You remember those guys, you know what I'm saying? Like, you remember some of those guys, Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Casillas and, and guys like that, you know, guys that probably weren't household names, but you remember these guys because they were part of that Super Bowl run. You know, you can remember Usama Young. You can remember guys like that. So you don't want to be that guy who, you know, left it, you know, left a little bit on the field and have those regrets. You know, I'm pretty sure Dan Arnold having a good, successful, uh, you know, career going on in Arizona right now. But I guarantee you can remember that third down that he dropped that pass in the NFC Championship game. You know, I know he does. And that's going to carry that was going to carry along with him throughout his entire career until he make good on it somehow. You know, so you don't want to be that guy. And I don't want them to be that guy. Uh, we got to get past the Bears before we worry about Green Bay. I agree. One game at a time. But I think the Saints approach that. And I have to say they're doing an outstanding job this season. You know, when people start talking about the 24-hour rule, I, I used to think that was, you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, like, yeah, whatever, man. Twenty, You know y'all celebrating after 24 hours, but I really feel like they they are, you know, they, they are uh, channeling that 24-hour rule. I really do. 
Uh, what do you think about uh, what do you think of the Steelers? Uh, Nicholas, uh, what do I think of the Steelers? I think that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they have a really good defense. Uh, they, I know they got the record right now for most consecutive games with a sack, which is pretty impressive, man, when you think about it. I mean, when you when you got like 70 some games and every game you got a sack, like that's 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 pretty doggone good. But that's so Pittsburgh Steelers. But the only thing that concerns me about the Steelers is number one, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger is hurt. Like I, I don't care what anybody says. Like I seen a game in which he got hurt. It was the game versus the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I think that he been banged up throughout the entire season. I think that's affecting the way that he's playing the quarterback position. And also, man, the guys like Juju Smith-Schuster's and you know what I'm saying, and, and you know Chase Claypool's, like those guys are good. But they need consistency, man. They need consistency on the offensive side of the ball. Running the football has been an issue for the Pittsburgh Steelers throughout this season. And I just feel like when you're going into the postseason, you got to be able to run the football. And that's going to hurt them going up against the Cleveland Browns, man, because we all know that uh, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, they can run the football. And it also helps out uh, Baker Mayfield you know, when he has to throw the football, when you have two guys that can actually run a football, it helps out with the play action. Uh, you know, the, the, the defense has to uh, respect the fact that you can run the football. So that's my concerns with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do I think they have enough uh, firepower offensively to get the job done? Yes, but it comes and it goes sometimes. And, uh, and if you can't throw the football uh, and you can't run the football, then, you know, that's an issue. And I think that's something that, that has been plaguing them. You know, I, I think that they can can beat the Cleveland Browns, but it's going to take them having to run the football. James Conner going to have to step it up, man. They're going to they gonna have to use James Conner. And like I said, uh, I really feel like Big Ben is hurt. I think they kind of disclosing his injuries because ever since that Dallas Cowboy game, he hasn't been the same. That, that's why I feel about him. But I do think that they can beat the Cleveland Browns because of the defense. But they're going to have to score some points, man. And Juju going to have to step up. You know him and uh, Chase Claypool is a different is a different beast when you're in the playoffs, man. Chase uh, Claypool has been playing outstanding. You know he's been a he's been a, a very great asset to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I mean, when you're in that playoffs, man, that's a different beast. So yeah, man. I mean, I, I know there's a lot of people you know that may check out the State of the Saints podcast, maybe fans of different teams. Feel free to you know put your team and you know ask me about them, man. I'm I'm pretty well rounded when it comes to the NFL. Uh, as Aloni is a concern, he looked lost in coverage versus the Panthers. That can't happen on Sunday. Yeah, man. It's, and it, and it also what bothered me, cries is uh when he had man, he had a straight shot. I don't know if that was Bridgewater or Walker who was in the game at the time, but he had a straight shot. Um, and he ended up missing. And I think Carl Grandison ended up getting the sack. That was that was concerning. Like when you had a a beeline uh to the quarterback and you couldn't get the sack. I I, I mean. I don't know, but when it comes to like run, runs, uh, run support, and he, he's really good at that. He's a he's a he's a solid tackler, man. But just when you're coming off the blitz, that that kind of concerns me. But I don't think the Saints really ask him ask him to come off the blitz as much, you know. So he, he's mostly like just to help out in the running game. But I am impressed about what I seen out of Zach Bond. I seen Zach Bond in a game a couple of times, uh, covering tight ends, and he like he did okay. So. I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to try to use him. And, and, I mean, he's not a rookie anymore. I mean, once you get out of the regular season, you're no longer a rookie. So it's time to step the game up, man. It's time to step your game up. 
Uh, TJ, our pass defense is very good. Tied the league and in interceptions with 18, 59% completion against offense, against uh, the pass. My guy, very impressive. Yeah, Donald, I mean, that is impressive, but uh, can you bring that type of, uh, you know, can you bring that type of performance into the postseason? I mean, this is a brand new season right now. You got to be playing your best football. Uh, you got to be attentive. You got to be doing those little extra things going into the postseason. So if they can, you know, take these statistics and apply it to the playoffs, I think we should be okay. Mike McKenzie, my guy, Randall Gay, Bobby McCray. Yeah, man, all those guys. You know, Mike McKenzie, I mean, he had a really good, solid career in Green Bay. Uh, Randall Gay, I mean, out there with the Patriots. And Bobby McCray was a guy, you know, came out of Florida, was a guy, you know, that was part of their rotation, mostly was used on third down in NASCAR packages and we all remember that big hit that he put on Kurt Warner. <laughs> uh, man, that was that was a huge hit when uh when they intercepted the ball, man, and he man, he almost took out Kurt Warner. I mean, that was a huge hit. Uh Cedric Ellis. Yeah, Cedric Ellis uh was a first round pick coming out of USC. To me, never lived up to the expectations, you know, but he was okay defensive tackle. I mean, it came and it went. You know, he was a guy who a lot of people, you know, thought would end up being a really good, solid defensive tackle, but didn't really pan out. Average player at best. Uh, Eric says, we got to dominate in Green, uh, in Green Bay because that's what most likely going to happen, Saints playing away. Well, we got to get past the Chicago Bears, but I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, there are going to have to be some scenarios for the Saints to end up playing. First off, the Green Bay Packers got to win their game. I just think that's just, that's just not a foregone conclusion. And I, I keep telling people, you know, there's a strong possibility the NFC championship game can still be in New Orleans if the Saints handle their business and the Green Bay Packers slip up. So, uh, man, a lot of things got to happen for these two teams to meet up with each other. So if both of these teams handle their business, it should happen and may the best team win. Reggie Bush and Mike Bell. Yeah, you know, Reggie Bush, uh, to me, um, I like Reggie, but Reggie Bush didn't live up to the expectations of what we thought he would be. I mean, he was a good, he was a good spark. I always say that Reggie Bush was a spark. Like he, he was the, I don't want to say the cornerstone because Drew Brees was the cornerstone, but he was the, I say he was a, the, an assistant cornerstone uh, when it came to like turning his team around and, and basically taking his organization and then flipping it upside down you know he he was the he was the spark you know that started the whole thing that that gave us the promise that you know those years of mediocrity and just downright uh you know i i would have to say straight high garbage you know what i'm saying like they they made us believe that those days were over so i will give uh, reggie bush his credit in that regard but when it came to like you know, him coming out of college, him coming out of USC and came out with all of that. Uh, I mean, just it just came out of there with all that hype. And we I know everybody just thought that he was just going to be the the second coming of Gail Sayers or Barry Sanders. But he, he wasn't that guy. I mean, but I got a lot of respect for Reggie. And as far as Mike Bell, I mean, he was more like a Marion Barber type guy, you know, a battering ram, big physical guy, you know, wasn't going to wow you with his elusiveness. But he was a one-cut guy, and if he run into you, look out. Uh, Zach Streif, a.k.a. Chevy Chase. <laughs> man, you will not talk about Zach Streif on this show like that, man. Zach Streif is my friend. 
Okay, shouts out to Zach Streif. Zach Streif watches this show. Okay, <laughs> and I got a lot of respect for Zach Streif, and you know, uh, good solid guy, man. So yeah, but the Zach Streif, who I feel like is the best right tackle, uh, you know, I won't say, well, I, I will say this: he the best right tackle the Saints ever had until Ryan Ramchek plays about four or five more years. And I'm sorry, Zach, you I think you know it. Okay, this guy's special. <laughs> This guy's special, all right? But Zach Street, that's my guy. Um, uh, Jari Evans. Yeah, Jari Evans. Another guy that been on the State of the Saints podcast, man. A good, solid guy. Yeah, man. The Saints that had some good offensive linemen. Jonathan Goodwin, Jamai Bushrod. I, I can say for the exception of what? That, that, that Super Bowl offensive line, I don't think. I think Jonathan Goodwin is like the only one that wasn't on this show. <laughs> I think I'd have had every every offensive lineman that was a part of that Super Bowl offensive line for the exception. I mean, the only person is Jonathan Goodwin. Everybody else has been on this show. Everybody, yeah, everybody been on the show that part of that offensive line. Uh Chris McAllister, he played uh in that New England Patriot game and the Washington Redskins. He did good for us. Yeah, Chris McAllister was okay. Yeah, he was okay. Darren Sharper, I knew the situation, but dude. Should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and he would be a Hall of Famer if he uh wasn't in prison right now, of course. You know, I mean, but that's what happens. You know, that, that's what happens. Like when you do stuff like that, hey man, you you can't get congratulated for that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you know, your legacy is tainted. I mean, I think about this. I'm you know, y'all know I'm a wrestling fan. I think about uh one of my favorite wrestlers at the time was uh, Chris Benoit, right? Chris Benoit, great technical wrestler, man, one of all-time greats, right? When you think about classic matches, you have to put his name in there somewhere. But, man, you can't get awarded for, you know, doing stuff like killing your wife and son, right? And you can't get no credit for, you know, I mean, putting, you know what I'm saying, drugging women, you know, which I ain't understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have to be honest with this. Like, the dude was a good-looking guy, which I didn't understand, like, I, I, you would think that this dude don't have no problem getting no woman. Why would you have to? I don't know, man. That that's what the whole twisted thing about it. I would I would think that Darren Sharper, being a nice looking guy, shouldn't have no issue with trying to get women. I, I just didn't understand that. But I don't know, man. People, man, people have issues and personal demons that they deal with. But he definitely, uh, definitely drew dirt on his legacy man and I, I, he'll never make the hall of fame i will be highly surprised that happened which in this world today nah he'll never make the hall of fame cross says tj i see nick easton is in concussion and concussion protocol again he may be done for the season i think his career may be over you know when you start getting those uh multiple concussions like that it's time to hang it up man it's kind of hang it up and honestly i don't want to see nick easton anymore like, I, I'm talking about from a from a health standpoint. I don't as good as he is and as solid as he is as a guard. I don't want to see Nick Easton anymore this season because now you know you got to start thinking about the person. Nick Easton, the person. Nick Easton, the person is married, has kids, and you know you, you have to have a life outside of football. So as much as I like his production on the field, I'm more concerned about him as a person. So I don't want to see Nick Easton anymore this season. That's enough. It is what it is. Uh, it's time for us to win uh, it all for Drew. This is it. Everyone needs to uh, lay everything on the line, man. 
we have no excuses nope no excuses mr Lone. not at all man thank you so much for the comment no more excuses i mean you got depth at every position you about as you know i'm saying deep as deep can get you know it's time to make that run and you know it's look as a fan i would want to see drew Brees uh walk you know you know just walk away you know and, and be a champion but do it for yourself man you know do it for yourself you know, I mean, you work hard, you dedicate yourself. I mean, you training and, you know, you doing everything that you can to try to be the best at your position. Do it for yourself. Uh, Robert Meacham. Yeah, Robert Meacham, man, a.k.a. Mr. Child Support. Yeah, but <laughs> Robert Meacham, yeah, man, he was uh, he, he was definitely one of the best uh, blocking wide receivers the Saints ever had. And we all know that uh, he can he can get down that field, too. Marcus Colston, yeah, uh, you know, a, a legend, Saints legend, Marcus Colston. A uh, word was he ain't had no uh, lone gun. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know about what's going on with that, but all I know is, dude, uh, dude is, um, you know, I don't understand why the dude would do something like that. Uh, Willie Rofe was the best old lineman uh yeah i mean you have to say that he in the hall of fame you know only saints offensive lineman to be in the hall of fame so yeah that that's true uh who that who that everyone uh what's going on uh with that salt and fish water i mean freshwater fishing geeks uh that that has to be some type of uh it have to be some type of business salt and freshwater fishing geeks that that, that gotta be a business <laughs> uh bomb and gilded radio uh show Riyad, Tracy Porter, and Coaston. Yeah, you know, yeah, those are those are some uh Saints legend. I mean, Tracy Porter, look, I don't think he he'll ever have to uh pay a tab in the city of New Orleans after what he did, you know. And we know the pick six and Marcus Coaston too, man. I think he's teaching at UNO right now. So shouts out to him. Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, man, missed them both. Yeah, man, both uh really good wrestlers, Eddie Guerrero. Uh speaking of which, uh <laughs> On my podcast, TJ Knows Wrestling Podcast, going to be the focal point this week. Going to be uh, breaking down Eddie Guerrero, his career, and what I think about him. Um, he's definitely my favorite wrestler of all time, hands down. And Chris Benoit, man, look, I know what he did was horrible, but I'm talking about him as a wrestler. Uh, was one of the best technical wrestlers of all time. So it's unfortunate, man, but I think once uh, Eddie Guerrero, who was his best friend, once uh, Eddie Guerrero died, it, Man, a part of him died, and I just think that he just went off the deep end. I often wonder, like, you know, if Eddie would have stayed alive, would Chris Benoit still be alive? I would I would think that he would be because I would think that Eddie would know exactly what to say to him. Sad stuff, man. Um, I work at Zach Place, uh, Port Orleans Brewery, and Zach told me himself the Saints were good uh, without him. Uh, <laughs> that's why he retired. Facts. Well, look, um, <laughs> Zach Streif, uh, I think he's the Saints' good luck charm because ever since he retired, uh, the Saints have been a playoff contender. Okay, <laughs> so and since he's been a play-by-play, I, look, that's crazy though, right? I bet Jim Henderson is like, man, look, because <laughs> I think when Jim Henderson, uh, I think we yeah, had when Jim Henderson uh, retired, right? Zach Streif took over for him and. The Saints have been like one of the best teams in the league since Zach Street been calling, <laughs> been calling play by play on the radio at WWL. So I think the the secret in the success of the Saints over the last couple of years has been Zach Street calling a game. So Zach, 
uh, keep on calling them games, man, because uh, <laughs> seems like, you know, you're the good luck job. And no disrespect to Jim Henderson or Hogan God, John, may he rest in peace. But, you know, I mean, those guys, man, God bless them, man, the, the, the trash that they had to call from week to week. No, no disrespect to those teams, but they know they weren't that good, you know, but those guys were holding it down, man. Jim Henderson, who plays a huge role in my career path, uh, becoming a radio personality, doing sports, and Hokey Guy John, man, for those that uh, live in New Orleans, man, or, or listen to WWL, man, y'all know how uh, Hokey was, man. Hokey loved his team. Uh, you know, he was always uh, just so excited, man, and we lost, we lost a great one, you know, great color commentator uh, for WWL. Uh, Davenport, uh, should be wearing, uh, Trey, uh, should be where Trey is, man. Totally underwhelming. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's taking huge steps back. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if he hurt feelings, hurt ego hurt. I don't know what's going on with him, but all I know is man, the dude right now, uh, should think about, uh, another career path. And instead of playing football, the guy should be a figure skater. Cause the way this dude be slipping and sliding, all across the field. My goodness, man. I don't know if this dude got on cleats or rollerblades. I, I don't know what the heck is going on with this dude, but taking steps back, guys running to his side, no respect for him, no type of containment. I don't know. Like that used to be like his strong suit. Like it, for, for him to be a, a, a good run stopper, like he was a better run stopper. He was like, okay, you know, he can stop the run. Maybe, you know, him getting pressure on a quarterback, that'll come. I can I can live with that. I can live with guys, you know, stopping a run and working on a technique to get to the to, to the uh quarterback. I, I can get down with that. But when when you can't get no sack, you ain't stopping a run. Like, what good are you? You know, I, I, I like Marcus Davenport. Like, I believe in him. But if you can't stop the run, can't get to the quarterback, why are you a defensive end? Why are you on the field? You know? You, you, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not surprised about Trey Hendrickson. You know, Trey Hendrickson, the only reason why he slid down the draft board is because he, he had some issues in college. That's that's the only reason. The Saints were fortunate to get that guy. If that guy did everything right, if he was a model citizen in college and he had no issues, we wouldn't even know who Trey Hendrickson is. Like, seriously, we'll know who he is, but we'll just know he plays for another team. He definitely has first round, second round talent coming out of college, you know, but he got in a little trouble. Then you go to Florida Atlantic, I guess teams like, eh, go to a small school, a little bit of trouble. Eh, not my heel to down. Uh, Gary says the Saints will win the Super Bowl. There is no doubt in my mind they were uh, going to take it uh, one game and it takes it all and take it all away. Well, I don't know, man. Look. One game at a time. One game at a time. I'm hoping that you're right, though. Chanel says, P.J. Williams uh, looks so much better at safety, played well against the Panthers. Yeah, and that, like I said, that's his primary position. When guys are not that fast, good tacklers, I mean, and, and they can cover a little bit, why not make him a safety? I mean, that's what they did with Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins coming out of Ohio State was a cornerback. His first year with the uh, Saints, he was a cornerback. And the Saints realized that he can be more productive at safety because, of, you know, he wasn't as fast, but he's a good tackler. And, you know, he had some, you know, had a little speed on him, but not that not that fast. So, yeah. 
Hey, TJ, people sleep on The Miz, awesome wrestler. Uh, I think uh, Miz is an awesome overall superstar. I don't know about no awesome wrestler. I think I think uh, where he is in WWE from an entertainment standpoint, the way that he wrestles is uh, picture perfect for WWE. If he goes anywhere else outside of WWE, I don't think he'll be as successful as a wrestler because the way that people wrestle outside of WWE uh, it's completely different. Like if he was to go somewhere like all, uh, you know, uh, all elite wrestling, AEW, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, New Japan. Uh, I think he'll, yeah, he wouldn't be able to, uh, to hang with those guys. I mean, the way that he is in WWE. I mean, he's a talent made WWE wrestler. Some guys are just talent made. You know, guys, uh, you know, the way that they wrestle, the way they perform is WWE talent made. Uh, for the Saints, it's the blind hair. Well, I mean, blind, brunette, I don't care what color your hair is. Your hair can be green, all I care. As long as you get into the quarterback, I can care less. I'm going to read a few more of them and get up out of here, folks. Uh, Trey Hendrickson is a big boost uh, to our defensive line. It, that's that's the other statement of a lifetime. That guy is great, man. He, he, has, been a, he has been a great asset to this team. I feel a big game coming for uh, for Chauncey. He had big games against the Bears during his career so far. Well, I mean, he definitely got into the head of whims. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, figure skater. Yeah, definitely, man. That's, that's what he's doing right now, slipping and sliding, man. That's all he's doing all across the field, slipping and sliding. I'm like, dude, stay on your feet. Like, I don't understand. Like, how can you – I don't know. How you be that big, bro? Like, what, what is something wrong with your cleats? Like, do you have spikes underneath them? Like, this guy just be sliding all over the field. My goodness. Like, why, why are you sliding, dude? Like, what are you doing? You know, they're always sliding across the field. Like, what, what's going on here? Jules says, uh, what's your opinion on the AFC playoffs? Well, my opinion on AFC playoffs, I think that the, uh, the Buffalo Bills look really, really good uh, defensively. Uh, offensively, they look good, man. They, I mean, they – they put a whooping on the Miami Dolphins. And, you know, I always say, man, when teams suck uh, for years, no disrespect, but it's two things that's going to happen. You know, it is rather – well, I put it like this. If your team stinks and you have a good personnel team, right, it's only a matter of time before you start to get good. I think about when uh, Ken Wisenhunt was the head coach at Arizona Cardinals. And Arizona Cardinals, like, they kept on drafting guys, drafting guys, getting all these different uh, good players and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Getting people like Calais Campbell and and, and getting, you know what I'm saying, getting all people like, uh, now Patrick, Patrick Peterson wasn't there yet, but just getting people like, uh, you know what I'm saying, Rose, Anquan Bowden, and, and, and Larry Fitzgerald. It's like only a matter of time before those guys start to get good. And I feel the same way when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, right? You got Josh Allen and, you know what I'm saying, then you get yourself, you know what I'm saying, Singletary, the running back, and then you get, you know what I'm saying, then you get Diggs and Cole Beasley and, you know, get yourself some good defensive players and, you know what I'm saying, getting some guys on, on a free agent market, combine them with people like Tredavious White. Like, it's only a matter of time before you start to get good. I think that the Buffalo Bills are a really good, solid team. Uh, I'm still – I, I I guess like last year versus the Texans kind of, you know, was a, a little bit of a, a, you know, growing up, you know, moment for 
Josh Allen, you know, um, dueling with Deshaun Jackson in that wild card game. He made a few mistakes. Seems like he's a more polished and solid quarterback, more sure of himself. So I would put them right there next to the Kansas City Chiefs because I feel like they'll be able to compete with them uh, defensively. And Josh Allen is no slouch when it comes to throwing the football. Uh, I think that the Baltimore Ravens, look, I got to see Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, all right? Because uh, he looks like a completely different quarterback in the playoffs. Uh, they they went 14-2 and two last year. It seemed like when they got to the divisional round, like he forgot how to play football. Uh, the Tennessee Titans, too anemic, you know what I'm saying, too up and down uh, for me. Uh, you know, they, they go out there, they look like world beaters one week. Next week, they look like they don't know how to play. Uh, you know, if Derrick Henry ain't running the football, you stopping him or, or neutralizing him a tad bit. Don't seem like, you know, they know what to do. You know, Ryan Tannehill can't lead your team. He, I mean, he, he basically feeds off of Derrick Henry. Rather it come from, you know, them doing a read option with him or him doing a play action, getting other guys open. They, they got some talent at A.J. Brown and, you know, Davis, you know, Corey Davis. I think they got a good wide receiver court. But they two up and down for me. Uh, let me see who else is in the playoffs in the AFC. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, they got a good running game. Uh, I think that, that, you know, the play action, you know, with Baker Mayfield can be helpful. I think they got a lot of young. Don't Yeah, that's the only thing that bothers me about Cleveland. They got good defensive talent, but they're young. They need to be battle tested. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their offense is, a, a, is very alarming to me. I don't know if they'll be able to. Uh, whether the storm or consistently play offense uh, enough to, for when they go up against teams like the Chiefs, uh, go up against teams like Buffalo, will they be able to go toe to toe with teams like that? I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, those, those are the teams, man. That I, I mean, I, I just look at. You know, I think that Baltimore, if Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson plays better, I think they'll be able to do something. But I mean, it's hard for me to look past like the Kansas City Chiefs and the uh, Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, those are the two teams I feel like are going to end up uh, on a collision course against each other, you know, because I just think that the Buffalo Bills are a pretty deep team. They're, they're really they're really good defensively. And we all know that, um, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, man. I mean, what can you say? It's a good football team right there. So, uh, wish that were uh, the case for the Jets. Well, look, the Jets, <laughs> first off, man, the Jets, they got to stop being so desperate, okay? The Jets are like a really desperate football team, and it just seems like their ownership just don't really take the time to do their due diligence to try to find good GMs, good head coaches, like good personnel. Like, it just seems like to me like they're so desperate. Like, what did Adam Gase teach you? You know, from his time in Miami, like you had two opportunities per year to see what Adam Gates had before you hired him. Like, what was the point of that? Like, nobody wanted to come to you. Like, nobody was like nobody was checking for you. Like, what's going on? Like, I feel like the the Jets just like the the Jets remind me of like that that mom and pop store that just needs somebody to run the cash register, right? And it's like, oh, you know, what I'm saying we really need somebody to run this cash register. Well. Let's look at the application. Well, all we got is one application. Hire him. Like, you don't know if this person a thief. You don't know if this person about to run out the back door with all your stuff. That's what the Jets remind me of. Like, that's so desperate. Like, take the time to try to put the right pieces in place. 
rather it takes a couple weeks rather it take a couple months you know like maybe it'll take a little bit longer than other teams but please like do your due diligence like all of the trash like the new york jets fans deserve better it's like certain teams that you just root for that you want to see get better like i can root for the buffalo bills because i mean they fans i mean they putting each other through tables for god's sake like you gotta be pretty you gotta be pretty heartbroken depressed to twitch your own self through a table you know what i'm saying like you look at the cleveland brown fans like a part of you were like so happy like when baker mayfield got that first down like you 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 root for these type of people right when the jets were in the afc championship game back in 2009 like you you had to be happy you had to be happy for this team and it's sad when you got the people in new york city who root for the jets when you got uh the firefight out there leading a chant and you know for a fact they about to go three and 13 it just makes you die a little bit inside they deserve better so take the time out to find a good personnel team find the right head coach that can bring a completely different culture like i think we all as saints fans we can kind of we can kind of understand this i mean the saints culture stunk like some of you probably only remember prosperity when it comes to the saints because i know we got a lot of young viewers i'm not saying people jumping on a bandwagon back in 06 but we got a lot of young viewers that probably only understood when the saints were successful and only had drew Brees. but we didn't have some hot garbage come through this organization man and this was some dark days so i can kind of understand jets fans but look man they deserve better just take the time out to try to find the right fit find the right fit now that, that's all i'm saying find the right fit uh, that's what I am worried about the Bills. Um, yeah, the Bills are a good football team, man. Good football team. Mahomes won't allow that. Uh, do you think the Jets draft a quarterback? I don't think they need one. Well, let me let me let me just say this. Um, you got Sam Darnold. I know it's the State of the Saints podcast, but it's playoff time, folks. Anything goes. Look, you got Sam Darnold. You you're drafting him early in the draft. I don't feel like he got a fair shake. Adam Gase was not the answer. Get yourself an offensive-minded coach that's young and innovative or old and innovative, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Or a coach that can get the right offensive coordinator to develop this guy. I understand it's New York and people don't have a they, – they don't they don't let things marinate, right? It's rather it works or get, the, get it the heck up out of here. You got to have patience, right? So get the right head coach. If he's an offensive-minded coach, He'll be able to develop Sam Donald. Get yourself a running game. Get yourself an offensive lineman. I mean, they got some draft picks. So take the time. You already got yourself a quarterback in place. You got yourself a young quarterback. Okay, it's not like he in his late, I mean, late 20s, early 30s. He's a young quarterback. Get yourself an offensive-minded coach that can teach him and that he can learn under. Get yourself a running game where he ain't got to be throwing a football all over the place and you don't have to worry about all those interceptions that he's throwing and, and get yourself a defense you know what i'm saying that can be able to help him out you got all this cap room you got all these draft picks find yourself a, a good solid coach that can work alongside the gm to put the right pieces in place you know that that's what like i said it's just pure desperation going on in new york right pure desperation 
right? Like take your time, really do your due diligence and find the right guy. Because once you find that right coach, it don't matter, you know, because he'll be able to put those pieces in place. And when you have like different issues when it comes to the salary cap or it comes to like maybe trading some draft picks, he'll know how to maneuver in order to put that person and that team in place in order for them to be a contender because the AFC East is wide open right now. You don't have to worry about the New England Patriots dominating your division anymore. You don't have to really too much worry about who is going to, you know what I'm saying, like the Patriots winning every single year, Tom Brady. So the division is wide open once again. I mean, the, the Patriots are going through a transition phase right now. So this is your opportunity to get back uh, to legitimacy during the time we know when Parcells was there. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like during the time when Rex Ryan was there. Take your time. Find the right coach. I can see the buff. Uh, I can see the Buffalo Bills going all the way. Josh Allen is playing with so much confidence, and they have uh, the personnel on both sides of the ball to compete with the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, Mike. Look, the only thing that was really missing was a wide receiver, and now that they got Stephon Diggs, a guy that can run good routes, a guy that's a really has really good hands. Uh, they tried to do something, you know, when they tried to get uh, Calvin Benjamin, but Calvin Benjamin basically ate his way out of the league. Uh, you got John Brown, who's a who's a speedy guy. You know, you got him from Arizona. He's a guy that can take the top off the defense. Uh, Cole Beasley, uh, he's been dealing with injuries, but he's a good solid slot receiver. So you got all of this different talent on this team, man. Not to mention you got Singletary as the running back. I mean, so he has all these different offensive weapons that can help him. And you also have a good defense, and that's Sean McDermott's uh, calling card, which I feel like that's one of the main reasons why the Carolina Panthers have been stinking it up for the last couple of years. You know, I mean, Ron Rivera was a good coach, but Sean, Sean McDermott was the guy who, who had that defense playing at a high level. He had Thomas Davis and Luke Kinkley and, and, you know, and Coleman and all these other guys out there playing really well. He was the one that got uh, Josh Norman paid when he went to Washington, he was the, he was the mastermind. There are guys that be behind the scenes that we don't pay that much attention to because maybe that coach or that personnel guy is the focal point, but Sean McDermott was very underrated and the Buffalo Bills definitely knew what they were doing when they got him as the head coach. So, uh, Titans have a similar team, uh, not exactly like the saints. Uh, look, not exactly. Not not exactly if we're talking about the Buffalo Bills, okay? Um, the Tennessee Titans are a really good uh, running team. They got a really good offensive line, which I feel is very uh, underrated. Uh, Derrick Henry, you know, they, they I mean, it's, you got to go back to maybe like the mid-90s where you have a, a, a running back. Oh, I don't want to say that. No, I take that back. You have to think about Minnesota with Adrian Peterson. Like it, it, when a running back is the focal point of the offense, right? You you have if you have yourself a quarterback that can you know do the play action, get the ball down the field, you know, do those two and three. I mean, do those three and five step drops. You'll be okay, you know. But Buffalo is like you know like jo Josh Allen has developed tremendously between last year and this year. It's like night and day. It's like night and day watching this guy play like night and day uh buffalo bills are going to be good for the next 10 years they have their quarterback john brown cole beasley and stefan Diggs. yep they definitely had it you definitely have all that 
man, we started talking about other teams. I was like, man, <laughs> I said I was about to go. And then somebody started talking about the Jets. But you know, like I said, man, I, I just I just watch teams like the Jets, the Bills. Uh, you know, those these the, like the AFC is East is wide open. Like New England no longer has a stranglehold on that division, you know. I think Josh Allen deserves MVP more than Aaron Rodgers. I disagree with that. I disagree with that, Emerson, because Josh Allen started the season off red hot. Then he kind of sputtered a tad bit. But Aaron Rodgers has been consistent throughout the entire season. I mean, when you have, what, about 40 touchdowns, only five interceptions or something like that, like, you got to get a guy's credit. I know we – look, I know we can't stand the media talking about him, but he deserves his, he deserves MVP, man. He deserves MVP. All right, but I, he can get all the MVPs he want. Like as long as the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, win the Super Bowl and whoever be Super Bowl MVP, I don't care who it is. It can be Kamara, it can be Drew, it can be Mike Thomas. I don't care. As long as the Saints in that number, let him have regular season MVP. I'm more concerned about who will be the Saints Super Bowl MVP. That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> uh, J Rock says I'm still. If Diggs is worth a first round pick to the Bills. Then the Texans could have gotten two first rounds for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that was stupid, J-Rock. You know, but I never been high on Bill O'Brien in the first place. And, you know, that was stupid on the Houston Texans part because not only did this guy give you mediocrity as a head coach. Now you can, I mean, you fired him and they didn't make the playoffs. He, at least he had him in the playoffs. But anyway, uh, you had him in the playoffs. They can never get over the hump. Uh you had a choice. You can continuously deal with mediocrity or you can try to take that extra step to try to make your team better. They decided to, uh, you know, get rid of them, which I, I really thought that was a good idea, but Bill O'Brien had these guys mediocre. You double down and not only do you keep him as your head coach, but you give him the general manager position. So, you, you you basically applauded and awarded mediocrity, and then he gets rid of his best player. And you basically traded him for peanuts. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. What are we doing? What, what, what are we doing? Like, I don't know, man. But that, that move set that team back for years. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is a generational uh, type talent when it comes to, you know, him playing receiver. That was a huge step back. What's happening, TJ? I'm over on Twitter. Give us a shout out. Uh, who that nation forever? Who that, who that, who that? Dwayne, yeah, man, what's going on, man? Appreciate you stopping by, man. I think I hear, I ain't hear from you in a while, man. I hope everything going okay. Uh, Rudy says, do you think Trey Hendrickson will resign with the Saints? Uh, probably not. Probably not. I'm a, like, I, look, he deserves his money. I don't know if the Saints are going to be willing or able to pay him like they got bigger fish to fry you know what i'm saying they, they got bigger fish to fry now if it came down to like if we want to keep davenport or trey hendrickson man bye bye davenport but when you gotta pay people like uh ryan ram check when you gotta pay people like Lattimore, like when you gotta pay people like possibly marcus williams you try to keep those guys man you know i understand like you know pass rush and all that kind of stuff which wouldn't surprise me if they did. Would not surprise me if they kept him because, I mean, you need a guy that can get to the quarterback. You need a guy like that. So I'm 50-50 when it comes to that. 
your brother-in-law uh team tj uh just tell him uh he has my deepest sympathy <laughs> yeah <laughs> man <laughs> shouts out to rick man shouts out to ricky man <laughs> yeah that's definitely um that's definitely ricky team man like shouts out to him but hey man the fact that he told me that and he was cop like look Ricky, lo- Ricky loves Alabama and he loves the Jets. All right. So the fact that he can say that he a Jets fan after all this, that man, that man earned my respect, right? For real. Like he had my respect before, man. Love my brother in law, but uh <laughs> I just earned, I mean, he just earned like even more respect for me for him to say that. Uh I'm a new subscriber, by the way. Jared, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that, man. And uh uh shouts out to uh, you know. If you're out there in New York, man, I see you got the uh, the Yankees logo. So, oh, yeah, shouts out to you, man, out there in New York, uh, New York uh, fan. Uh, go say OG all the way. Mississippi boys, Gulfport, Mississippi, man. Shouts out to Gulfport. Uh, my mom, she stays out there in Vicksburg. I went to Jackson State, so. Hendrickson uh, gone, fam. He'll get paid by a team with big cap space. Yeah, might be the Jets. Might be the Jets, man. You never know. Might end up playing for the Jets. Might that that might be it. You know what I'm saying? You put him next to Quentin Williams, man. Now you got some. Now you got some, man. But you don't see my comments, uh, Kyron. Uh, now nah, I didn't see your comments, man. Maybe uh, you say you just uh, appreciate that, Kyron. Appreciate that, man. Sorry, the, the screen going by pretty fast. And I'm also trying to catch up, man, because sometimes I have conversations and you know, I want to be, you know, go back too far. And then we end up like having to answer questions with that. But Kyron, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, what's up, TJJ? What's going on? Chemo says Ghostface and OG. Uh, Shalanda, man. What's going on, Shalanda? Shouts out Jackson State in the building. I know she's a Chicago Bear fan. She's from Chicago. So we ain't going to hold that against us. You know what I'm saying? That, that's all love right there. Man, should allowed to go back to sitting on sitting on the plaza, man. Sitting at Gills Green Plaza, man. Sitting on sitting on the benches out, outside the plot over by Iota Five Data uh Theta Plot, right in front of Stewart Hall, man. We go back, man, way back. Two o'clock in the morning, out there just talking. Like we ain't got class in the morning. <laughs> Shout out to Shalada, man. <laughs> Kyra says Redskins gonna get y'all. If they beat the Tampa, uh, they beat Tampa Bay. Uh, Kyron, I don't know about all that. Look, I got respect for the for the football team. Uh, I got respect for the football team. They got a good defense. Uh, got love for uh Ryan Rivera, everything that he's going through. Uh, but um, bro, they need an offense, man. And uh, Alex Smith, God bless him. Uh, definitely gonna win comeback player of the year. As soon as he hit the field, he won that award. Uh, but uh, they they need an offense, man. Like that's the only thing that bothered me. Like Chase Young is the truth. Montez Sweat, man, they got some talent out there. Like Jared, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, what is it, Jerry Allen? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like they got talent on that team. Offense just concerns me. Like if they gonna like they got the talent to go far next year like when you have like people like gandy golden like i, I mentioned earlier on the show get yourself a, a a more credible running back i don't know if you want to try to get somebody like leonard fournette which i feel like leonard fournette would probably be a good pick for y'all 
I look, I'm not look, Leonard Fournette is saving himself, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Leonard Fournette is saving himself uh for next year. Like I just feel like he kind of just phoned this season in. You get yourself like a big back, you know what I'm saying? A, a, a guy that probably can also catch the ball out of backfield play, you know what I'm saying, and get yourself some offensive weapons, maybe a, a, a younger quarterback, maybe you know what I'm saying, like have Alex Smith as your backup, not as your starter. I think that's when um I think that's when you'll probably see the best out of the football team and also get a real name. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, get, get a, get a real name. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't be called the Washington football team. You know what I'm saying? Get a, get a, get a real legit name. Then you'll be straight, man. You know what I'm saying? New quarterback, new name, new offensive weapons. You'll be all right. <laughs> uh, making the playoffs. Uh, salute to Alex Smith. Yeah, definitely, man. Alex Smith, my hero. Definitely my hero. Uh, Curry as guard. What are we talking about? Uh, he talking about Steph Curry? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, we talking about Steph Curry. That boy, true, man. 62 points the other night. Uh, you reminiscing a little too hard, TJ. Hey, man, look. Look, I love Jackson State, man. That was the best time of my life. You know, sit sitting in a dorm room, free HBO. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You can't get no better than that. No problem, you know, like, you know, all you had to do was walk to the student union, get fed, you know what I'm saying, like, go to the student union, you know, get a bag of chips, look, some hot fries, mix them with some white cheddar, smart food, popcorn. That was the time right there, you know, like, shouts out to my boy, Chris Smitty, you know what I'm saying, used to go to cash dining, you know what I'm saying, give me, you know what I'm saying, I didn't even have to worry about paying, you know what I'm saying, used to be in a bag, slide a brother a couple uh, hot wings. That was some good times right there, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, you you can't you can't get those times back for nothing, man. Those those are some moments that can always live in you. If you if you went to college or high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know the, those moments that always live with you, no doubt about that. Jelanda say they've been playing uh, playing better since they uh, became the Washington football team. Yeah, and a new coach. I mean, it definitely helps when. Your head coach is not, you know, leaning on the side of the building coming off a drunk stupor. You know what I'm saying? That definitely helped, right? You know what I'm saying? When your head coach up there trying to holler at young girls instead of him being in a film room trying to get you ready for the Cowboys, that definitely helped, right? You know? Like, <laughs> Kyra said, no way we got LeBron as wide receiver. We just signed, <laughs> we just signed him. <laughs> uh, the Grill, Tiger Bucks, exactly. I mean, look, you can actually go to the urban store with your Jackson State University card and buy a pair of J's. Where you can do that at? Now, come on now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can go to the store. You can go to the mall with your school ID, and you have something called a super card, right? So you can you can put about $500, and then I think it went up to 1000 So you can get about $1,000. You can put this on your card, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, you know, like when you um, when you get a scholarship or, you know, what I'm saying like or you get like financial aid, you get a refund. Right. So sometimes it takes those refunds a month, month and a half to come. So what you can do is you can transfer some of your refund money onto your supercard and then you can go to the mall and then you can go get some clothes. You can get something to eat. Those were the times right there. Now, some like you probably went to Southern or Grambling, they probably had like the same type of thing, all coin, I think. Yeah, what they called the gold card. But those were some times right there, man. Those that was some good times. 
we talking about everything on this show. You awesome, dude, TJ. I wanted to end the show 30 minutes ago and still giving us this. Yeah, hey, man, look. <laughs> when you start talking about different things, man, it's kind of hard to end the show. Kind of hard to end the show. But um, I know we didn't win, talked about different things. But like I said, it's playoff time, man. You know, we talk about the Saints. We'll get into that later on in the week. We'll talk about Chicago. We'll break down those X's and O's. But I just think it's definitely right if we, uh, you know, you know, talk about these other teams in the playoffs too. And we'll fly for free lines on Thursday. Yep, free on Thursday night. <laughs> free lines, man, taking me back. Man, free lines, the only, only club you can go to where you can see the mayor of your own city out there in the club, hollering that young girl. Shouts out to the late Frank Milton, man. Frank Milton out there in the club. The mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, out there at the club. Two o'clock in the morning, talking to young girls, man. Only in Jackson. Uh, you really awesome, TJ. You want already read that. Uh, TJ Jones, the MVP. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Jared says the AFC shouldn't sleep on the bills. They definitely shouldn't do that, man. Shouts out to everybody in Western New York, by the way. The untouchable OG loves uh you all so much. Who that? Yeah, man, we about to uh we got to uh end the show, man. We didn't talk about everything. We didn't talk about the AFC, the NFC, the Saints. You know, we talking about free lines. We talking about super card. Yeah, we talking about <laughs> talking about Frank Milton. Even Frank Milton, the Mayor Jackson, then made his way to the state of the Saints podcast. Uh, I can't agree about uh, cold weather. Uh, after I saw what happened to the Titans in Green Bay, well, I don't know, man. I mean, the Titans are a different team. Titans will blow a team out one week and then lose uh, by 30 in the next. I mean, I, I don't know, man. They just too up and down for me. Uh, boy, you come a long way. <laughs> uh, the Bills are pretty scary. Kim says, I'm from New Orleans, but moved to Jackson after Katrina. It's Frank Milton for me. <laughs> Frank Milton. <laughs> Frank Milton, man, tried to take down the trap house with a hammer. This is no lie. This man, like, <laughs> Frank Milton said he was going to take down the trap house. And for those that don't know what the trap house means, that means the, house, the drug house. He went out there with a hammer that he got from a hardware store talking about he about to take down the, down the trap house. That man was undefeated, man. That man was undefeated, <laughs> Rest in peace to Frank Milton, though, man. He died maybe, you know, I say about almost a decade ago. But, uh, man, he, he, he gave us some funny moments, man. He gave us some funny moments. I'll never forget at the football game when um <laughs> he, he was at the football game at the Jackson State game, and everybody was like, uh, the, the PA announcer was like, uh, we have a special guest in the building. I want everybody to give – the, uh, it was a give him a round of applause to Jackson's mayor, Mr. Frank Milton. Everybody in unison just went, boo. <laughs> I was like, man, why they going to do that man like that, man? <laughs> man, that's what Frank Milton did for a whole, like, y'all voted for him. You know what I'm saying? If he the mayor, then some of y'all in there, y'all voted for him. So why y'all booing him? I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Manny Pack, y'all. Uh, playing tonight manny pacquiao the, the boxer where you playing basketball i know he played basketball overseas i know he have his own team okay man we're gonna end it with this Dwayne says tj 
I'm on three broadcasts at the same time, bro. Twitter, YouTube, and now Facebook. Who that, baby? Yeah, man, I appreciate that. And y'all can check me out, man, on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at State of Saints. Shouts out to my, my boy, RP3, uh, the host of RP3 and Company on 103.7 The Game. I was a guest on this uh, morning show yesterday. I'm going to go ahead and put that footage out, man. It's a 12-minute uh, interview that I did with him talking about the Saints. And, uh, you know, man, I'm just enjoying this, man. This is some great stuff right here. Who would have thought that me being angry about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Saints with Ryan Fitzpatrick, which doesn't sound too bad, by the way. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not a bad quarterback. But anyway, who would have thought that this would have turned into a show that has over 5,000 subscribers on YouTube? 17,000 followers on Facebook, almost at a million views all time and be able to talk to some of the, some of the best people, you know, like, and, and some of the most famous and well-known people in the New Orleans Saints organization. And also getting other opportunities to talk on other podcasts. Man, all I can say is, man, God is good. God is good. Like anybody that has a dream, I'm telling you, like, before we get out of here, just follow your dreams, like follow your dreams. It might take longer than you anticipate. It might take years. You know, I can just, man, I can just think about going to broadcasting school back in 2011. I remember sitting in a closet, like to, and recording on my cell phone just so I won't have any background noise. And and God has blessed me to, to live my dreams. You know, and like I said, man, it don't, all it takes is a made up mind. And determination. That's all it takes, man. So I want everybody to follow their dreams today. Like, and people are not going to understand you. You know, I can just think about people telling me, oh, man, you know, I, I used to just do different podcasts. People start talking about, well, why are you wasting your time? Like, you ain't making no money doing that. Why you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how much you getting paid? That was the first thing that came out of people's mouth. You know, but look, if you have a dream, don't worry about the money. Don't worry about the time invested because all of that stuff is going to come full circle and you're going to appreciate every single moment. You're going to appreciate all you're going to appreciate the bad moments. You're going to appreciate those, those moments. We're going to feel like nobody believes me. Nobody believes what I'm doing is going to pay off. Whatever you're doing, like I said, rather it's podcast, rather it's starting your own business, rather it's in relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like believe in what you're doing. And put your best foot forward and make up your mind that anything that you are going to touch is going to turn to gold. Always believe every single morning that you wake up that you have the Midas touch on every single thing in your life. And that's that's, that's the best advice I have for you. We're gonna end, we're gonna end on that. But I want to say thank you all very much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, uh slash uh the state of Jackson, uh slash the state of the ALC, <laughs> slash state of the playoffs thank y'all very much for checking out the podcast please subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast facebook.com search the state of the saints podcast previous episodes available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, anchor fm and y'all already know follow on twitter at state of saints on instagram at tj jones underscore that's tjay jones underscore y'all have a great and productive day and do something with your day, right? Make this day the best day of your life. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?